welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 22 of Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Guess what? I press record. <laughs> I just checked it for the 15th time. How's what? everybody doing? My mother hit six with a bet. <laughs> <laughs> and we're starting things off right. <laughs> I've been catching up on what we do in the shadows. Oh, I love- oh God. It's so good. There's an episode where Nandor is talking about bat dick. Yes. And it's so fucking funny. <laughs> I, I finally caught up. I watched the uh, most recent episode last night and it's God, I love that show. Oh. <laughs> it's so good. I, oh, That's, God. That is it's an interesting place to leave the season. Yes. Yes, it is. Don't say anything. I'll be there in a day or two. I forgot that it was on because it just I don't watch TV, you know? Yeah, I kind of I kind of did the same. And then all of a sudden we were like, oh, hey, we have like four episodes to watch. Yeah. Yep. That's what I did. So uh, I'll start things off by saying we're recording a little later than normal because I had to go to the dentist today and in a running gag with (laughs) Mike in his perfect teeth. I need to have a filling redone. I had a little bit of pain oh, no. in the tooth, and I was like, oh, I hope I just ate something too sweet or too cold. I'll be fine. And the dentist got up in there, and she was like, uh, I hate to be the bearer of bad news because they know how I am very dental phobic. Um, but you need to have a filling redone. It's like kind of hanging in there. It's, it's going to come out at some point. And uh, yeah, that sucks. That's they offered fun. me the typical, like, we can give you drugs. You won't remember what happened. Um, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to drive myself to and from. So you can't do that if you're, like, heavily sedated. Uh, mm. Not fun. Not fun at all. You know, I, I don't know why I can't just have metal teeth like Jaws. Or Hash. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Hash wants metal teeth. <laughs> he'll bite that. He'll bite this. Good time. Uh, So, show and tell. We all got toys because we do that. Um, I'll start because I never start. My guy, my dealer, kind of reached out to me. He said, Hey, do you want any of this stuff? And he had a really nice collection of Minton Box. alien vehicles from the Kenner aliens line. So I got the power loader, the weird bug dome airplane thing, the hover tread, the, I'm probably going to forget one and the queen high place at all Minton box. So, um, I am super, super happy to have those. And I got a missing Congo ape for my Congo ape collection. Um, <gasps> Woohoo, Congo! <laughs> well, I had, I've, and I've, for 30 years, I've had a Darwin figure from Sequest in the packaging for no real reason. It's worthless. 
But then I was like, wait a second. What if Darwin and Amy teamed up because they're both really pathetic talking animals from the 90s? And then immediately I just had like a buddy cop adventure with Amy Goodmonkey and Darwin uh, fighting the Kenner Congo apes. <laughs> so that's but, uh, but here is the big question. Did any of them eat the sesame cake? Oh, that is a great question. Uh, no, but they had uh, they took the LOL uh, convertible and drove around town. Busting crime with a telephone in Darwin's mouth because he comes with a telephone. I don't know why. Because how does a dolphin use a telephone? But he has one. Um, and Amy has a weird sign language backpack. And I totally don't get the joke with the cake. That's why I moved right on. <laughs> if it's a cargo <laughs> reference, oh, I don't remember it. Yeah, it totally is. There's there's the whole thing with the uh, the commanding officer. Uh, the what is the the military officer offering them all sesame cake. Mm. nobody takes it and tim curry finally like stuffs his mouth with it throughout the scene okay. and it scene ends with him just staring him down why are you eating my sesame cake it's a very <laughs> weird awkward joke that doesn't work in the movie either nothing works in that movie <laughs> nothing hey bruce campbell worked his butt off in that movie for <laughs> oh, I know. three it's seconds just, it's such a bizarre freaking movie it really is um I mentioned it last week, but I got my Sentinel. I told you guys they sent back my second Sentinel, and I got a hold of Hasbro on the phone today, and it turns out I was blaming FedEx. It was Hasbro's fault. Oh. Uh, so, PSA for anybody buying something really expensive from Haslabs. You cannot have the item shipped to a different address. So, what they did, I got a text message from FedEx and Hasbro saying, hey, Sentinel's coming. You need to be here in like three hours to sign for it. And I can't like I I'm working. I'm out of town. There's nothing I can do. So the first Sentinel, it was on the weekend. I was just home. I got lucky. I call FedEx and I say, hey, what can I do? And they say, well, we can just drop it off at the nearest drop off location, which is usually a Walgreens. And you can pick it up at your convenience and sign for it. So I'm like, great. There's a Walgreens half a mile from my house. Let's do it. Hasbro flagged it and had it sent back. So I called Hasbro and it's being escalated and they're going to reship it, thankfully, and I don't have to pay for it. But then what I have to do is get a hold of FedEx. The only thing that they'll allow is a vacation hold, which means they take it to the FedEx processing center, which is like 45 miles from my house. That's where I have to get it if they deliver it on a weekday. Um, it's inconvenient, but it is what it is. That way it's not stolen because the box has Sentinel written all over it. Yeah. Um, but that also means it's probably going to be another month before I get it. Uh, Man, what a pain in the ass. I know. That's, it, that's for, a giant pain. For a toy that I just want to sell um, to make my money back. But as long as it's before Christmas, I'm hoping maybe I can put it on like the Facebook marketplace and somebody wants to get it for their loved one and give me an inflated price. I hope. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> You hear that, listeners? If you want a sentinel for your loved one, get a hold of Mike and pay too much. It'll be whatever it's going for currently, and less than that. I always—that's what I always do. Um, just driving around today, I stopped at a Walgreens and I found the Siege. Uh, who's the evil cop car? Oh, crap. Um, uh, barricade. Siege barricade for two bucks. 
Oh, damn. Oh, wow. Nice. That's a really uh, so good deal. If you're lucky and you have Siege Transformers at your Walgreens and your Walgreens is getting rid of them to make room for Christmas newness, um, they're super cheap. And they also have that. I can't remember the, the, the class, but it's like easier to transform, but they're bigger. So there's like a Jetfire. There's a Jazz. Oh, uh, yeah. It's the uh, I think they're called the Evergreen line. Something like that. They don't look that cool in robot mode. Um, those are like two bucks, too. Uh, a lot of just random. You get lucky depending on the store you go to. I picked up uh, Obsidian Fury from Pacific Rim Part 2. They have like cheaper Diamond Select stuff. Most of that's getting clearanced. But the thing with the Walgreens ones is they don't really come with accessories. So yeah. unless it's very specific to the character, you're not going to get anything extra. So this is just the robot, no like swords for his arms or anything. Um, there's like Westworld figures and some like Never Before Christmas stuff. All of it's like, I don't care if it's two bucks, I don't want it. Um, and McFarlane at some stores, but it's not cheap enough yet for me to pay like, I'm not going to pay $14 for the Unicorn Doom guy. Um, I'll pay two bucks. Oh, hell I'm yeah. Not, I'm not going to pay 15 Um so if you get bored, check your Walgreens. You might be surprised. You might find something cool. Uh, Josh, what'd you get? Sorry, I was muted for a second because I had to take care of some very, very stinky cat poop. <laughs> Next, oh, uh, yeah. Josh scooping cat <laughs> segment. Brought to you by Vincent Sass. Uh, oh, no, this is. Oh, let me let me tell you, listeners. This is Dr. Mew. Dr. Mew uh, takes poos larger than human poos most <laughs> times. Uh, you would swear a stranger was just walking in and taking a crap in the litter box from the size of it. It doesn't look like it should come from a cat. It's Josh, astounding. Serious question. Have you ever seen Ruth go to the bathroom in the bathroom? Have you ever seen <laughs> Ruth and Dr. Mew... By the cat box at the same time. You see the connections I'm making here? I, I do, but she's not home. Oh, oh. I can't, all right. This is, uh, it was supposed to be like a murder she wrote mystery that I solved. But, uh, but, yeah. but wh- which goes right back to maybe there's a stranger just walking in and pooping in, in the litter box. But, uh, so yeah, first, first thing I got was, uh, cat shit. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't get a ton this week, but I did get some really good stuff. Uh, I'm sure Mike will be talking about it, so I won't hover too much on it. Uh, but I got the Fortnite, Hasbro Fortnite Sky and Ollie Deluxe set. Mm -hmm. Which is, it's just fantastic. My, my only complaint with this, uh, and my main complaint with the next figure is that they don't come with stands. Uh, I feel like if they're doing, if they're doing a figure with a glider, which is obviously supposed to be a flight tool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then they should have waited until they had the stands ready. I agree. Because it's not cool to have to pick and choose who's going to have a flight stand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless they have some plan to release them on their own, which even still, it's like, guys, come on. It should come with the figure. Uh, but yeah, I have 
I have zero complaints with these figures with uh with Sky and Ollie specifically. They're they're just they're fun. Uh the details on Sky's backpack are just stupid fun. Oh, they're so good. Uh it's I I held it up to Ruth and I was basically like, "Look, it's Pokémon meets Adventure Time." <laughs> yep. And it that's exactly the look of it and for some reason it just really really works for a cool weird toy. And I also bit the bullet and got the Amazon exclusive Jewels and Ohm. I did not know they were Amazon exclusive. They are, uh, I will say, I told this to Mike, I like them a lot. Wait until a sale or some Bezos bucks come along. Okay. Because she is not the strongest. Uh, Actually, no, I take that back. Jules herself is fantastic. Uh, the articulation is different than the rest of the figures. Uh, she doesn't have the double jointed elbows, but it works fine because she, uh, has the really, really nice tattoo printing on her arms. Mm -hmm. Uh, and because of the joints, it's not really interrupted. Uh, and she can still hold pretty much the same range of poses. Uh, she does have a different neck joint, so she doesn't have that double neck, but she does have different torso articulation. And the way they've built the torso is, at first, I was like, mm, that's that's a little weird. That reminds me of the real feel boobs, Ayla Sakura. I don't know if either of you guys know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> no. There Where can I feel Ayla Sakura's boobs? What you there is one particular Star Wars figure that, for no discernible reason, of Ayla Sakura, um, the entire figure is plastic, her cleavage is rubber. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, I'll I'll find which figure. I actually still have it. And you can see, like, the neck and cleavage from her crop top have pulled away some because the rub rubber has shrunk over time. And it's, it, it, was, it was a weird thing then, and I was a little afraid that that's what it was when I first heard the shirt was rubber. Mm -hmm. But with the shirt being rubber and her boobs being a part of the shirt, it allows for a greater range of articulation and more natural posing uh, as opposed to if it were just like a rubber shirt with sculpted boobs underneath. Right. Uh, so it's it's really it's it was kind of weird to see to like move it around and be like, this looks weirdly natural. Like this is this is a good design choice. Uh, so it makes me happy that it wasn't for skeeve reasons like that Ayla Sakura. Uh, mm -hmm. And it was it was absolutely to enhance the articulation. Um, all of my problems with her have to do with Ohm. The Ohm is her glider. There's a really cool one. It reminds me of Bubo from Clash of the Titans. Uh, yeah. The classic Harry Hamlin Clash of the Titans, not that god-awful remake. Still never saw that. It's uh, okay. I saw part of it. I, I hit a point where I was like, no. No, without Burgess Meredith, like... Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Spouting, spouting the tales of the weapons. It's not as fun. But... he Ohm was really the main reason I wanted it. 
And the little mini one that fits on the backpack is fantastic. The wings do pop off, so you can switch the wings if you want. The one that sits on top of the wrench with the large wings that's meant to be used as the glider. Mm. It also, there's a, there's a little peg hole on the back of the wrench that obviously it comes with a connector for a flight stand. She, it took me 20 minutes to pose her holding it in any sort of natural way because the handle of the wrench is gummy. Um, It is not a hard plastic. It is a very soft plastic. So it bends under its own weight. The wings are heavy, so they're heavier than the entire wrench altogether. So it's automatically top heavy. And if you look really closely, you can see that I believe it is a production error because the bodies of the owls from the little separate one that sits on the backpack to the large one that is permanently attached to the wrench. Mm -hmm. You can tell that the bodies have been swapped from what the box uh, photography shows. And the the swapped versions or the correct version that's on the box makes more sense because you can see like the little gears are outspread or the side of the owl is outspread as if it's spreading its wings. Gotcha. So, and you can see like, you can see where the body of the owl is attached. So I'm sure if I did, I'm sure if I heated it and kind of melted the glue, I could switch the bodies and make it right. But still, but you the, shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. At, yeah. At the same time, like it does absolutely make it look weird sitting on the backpack with a wider, uh, you know, a wider body stance. Oh, wait, so, it's gone clearance. That's too much work. Like, yeah. I, I like her a lot, but without a flight stand, I feel like the glider is entirely useless the way it's designed. And she could have been a regular figure without the glider and just the small owl and her wrenches. And I would have been perfectly happy. Well, I mean, we had to know it was going to happen eventually. These have all been such slam dunks. You know, there had to be one figure that was going to be weak. Like, and, you know, the, the really disappointing thing about it is it's not even the figure itself that brings it down at all. The figure itself is fantastic. I am worried about the real gummy shirt, though, like you know, it's, over time. I will say, though, I, I, I had heard that same thing about the logo coming off, and I haven't had any issues. Well, that's good, at least. Like, I haven't, I haven't been overly careful with it, but I also haven't noticed any rub, so. Uh, and those were my two big purchases. I feel like I got something else, but I, it seemed, it's probably unconsequential. Okay, Mike, what about you? What'd you get? Well, I got the uh, the Sky and Ollie two pack that, uh, mm-hmm. that Josh described. And yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite uh, Fortnite figures so far. I still like Chaos Agent the most, um, but I I don't know. There's there's a very strong Adventure Time vibe and it works so well. Um, there's a lot of like little hints at Adventure Time, like on her backpack, you see kind of like a tree on a, on a shield that looks very similar to their tree fort. Um, you see a little like gaming device that very clearly is a nod to BMO. Like it's just, it's very, it's very fun. Um, 
I love that her sword, you know, can go in the backpack. Like you can at least carry one of them. It's and like surprisingly, the the uh, sweater that's tied around her waist doesn't hinder her articulation, which I was kind of figuring it would because it's. Well, that's a, good. Yeah, it's a harder rubber, and it it doesn't it doesn't hinder because it. it it slides freely up and down. So when you want to move her legs, like it just kind of moves a little bit out of the way. It's, it's some sort of weird black magic that they've applied to the figure <laughs> because, you know, I'll be honest. It's a lot of what's drawing me to this Fortnite, Fortnite line, <laughs> Fortnite line is the fact that it's something that as a kid, I would have gone crazy for just from the diversity of design. Same. It's very that, masters of the universe. That being said, Sky and Ollie are absolutely not figures I necessarily would have gone for as a kid, mm-hmm. but somehow they, yeah, she, she might be in second place behind chaos agent. Yeah. See, for me, weird okay. flying meatball. That's what I would have gone for as a kid. The, uh, Ollie, the, the weird, like blob with wings. <laughs> I would have wanted that. Cause I, I had a, an attraction to strange cutesy monster toys as a kid. Um, still kind of do, but <laughs> so I would have absolutely loved this guy, but yeah, I, I mean, I can't say enough good about it. Uh, it's, it's a fantastic figure. Um, I, I wish it was, I wish the thirty six ninety nine price point was a little bit less because when you look and figure, all right, twenty two ninety nine for a regular figure. And this just comes with a glider, which yeah, it should be 29. 30. Yeah, exactly. 30 bucks feels fair, but 36 uh it's a, it's a little steep but again bezos bucks um but yeah i also got i was showing you guys earlier i finally got my mosquito uh which such a friggin' good figure um i definitely think josh explained it best when he was talking about it when he got it but all i'll say is my my only complaints are some that i knew kind of going in because of the tinier body to me, his head feels really big um, because the original one had a bulkier chest because they needed to fit the the blood pumping mechanisms. Um, so it looks a little goofy to me, but it also still works. Like if you get him in the right pose, it works fine. I don't like that the window is so much smaller. Like it just doesn't the blood doesn't flow in the same way that the vintage figure does. But again, that's a minor complaint. It's still the gimmick works fantastic. It looks cool. Um, and then unfortunately for me, I've run into some of the Mattel quality control issues where the paint on the snout is uh, very sparsely applied. <laughs> so you can see the red plastic coming through the silver. Uh, and, oh, and man, there was, really? Yeah, so I'm just going to touch it up. I'm going to grab some silver. I have a really good acrylic silver that I'm going to touch Is that going to rub off when you put that blood sucker attachment on? No, and I'll, I'm just going to throw a sealer on it afterward. Okay. It'll be fine. Because um, I've done that with G.I. Joe's before where it was like they had like sloppy paint jobs and I just touched it up and then, you know, slapped a sealer on it. But you, you uh, think that's from rubbing into the bubble in the packaging or uh, it was like that at the beginning? It, no, it looks like it, it was just sparsely applied. Yeah, it seems like that's that's a running issue with Mattel with certain colors over other colors. Red and silver are the worst. Yeah. And then on top of that, his uh, his shoulders, the uh, the paint was applied very thickly. Uh, so just moving his arms up and down, it scraped a bunch of it. And uh, it's very like kind of gunked up 
Uh, so there, there's there's some quality control issues I'm not too happy with. But, I mean, he's still... I mean, the, these figures we've said it before. They're, they're some of the most toyetic figures on the market. You just want to keep picking them up and playing with them. Um, ton of fun. You know, I, I love posing them with the weird blood feature and having them attack other, other figures. But uh, more Masters of the Universe stuff that I got. I bought a bunch of the reaction figures because they were on sale. Yeah, you man, that was great. Oh, they're so good. I got He-Man, Skeletor, Stinkor, Mechanek, uh, the Beastman, the yellow armored Beastman that comes with a bunch of weapons, yep. and Orko. And now, one thing I learned is most of these weapons that come with Beastman, the grip size of the Masters of the Universe Origins figures is roughly the same as the reaction figures, so you can use some of the extra accessories with an Origins figure. Are they too small? No, not really, no. Like, the Ram Man axe looks like a small handheld hatchet with some of the Origins figures. <laughs> oh, damn. And okay, the, that's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, and the little, uh, like, the little ray gun, the, like, Zodak ray gun. Yeah. You know, it just looks like a, like a small pistol in, in the hand of an Origins figure. So I was like, that's just fun. But uh, I, we've talked about these before on the show. Reaction are one of those figures that... If they were 10 bucks, I would probably buy every single one that came out that has anything to do with an 80s property that I love. Oh, yeah. 20 bucks, it's a bridge too far for me to buy all of them, but I do like to pick and choose. Um, and if I see them under 10, I, I snag them up. <laughs> and these, these Masters figures are fantastic. But the, uh, the last thing I got is I finally tracked down a Galvatron from Kingdom. Um took me forever to find this damn thing. Like it just wasn't showing up in stores around me and, uh, happened to stop at target just on a whim. I was like, yeah, let me just go and see what they got. Nothing new. I'm rifling through the, uh, the other figures on the bottom shelf. And I find a Galvatron kind of tucked back. So I was like, okay, that's mine. <laughs> and, um, he's fantastic. Like, man, it, I did not realize Galvatron had a tuck back feature. I'm going to have to check mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's his that's his third transformation. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. I like, mean he does turn into a tripod cannon. Right. You know, then you hear goodbye horses playing. You know, it all works. Um you think I'm pretty unicron. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh you know, when Josh first got it, he he was sending a bunch of pictures of him and he looked fantastic. And uh I didn't think I was gonna like him as much as I do though. Like, he just, he looked like a really good robot figure. I was like, all right, this, this, you know, looks like a standard, fun Transformer. But articulation-wise, he's great. The The transformation is simple. Um, the cannon looks fantastic. And you can pose it with, it looks great with Mega Constructs figures. Like, it looks like an oversized, like, weapon of destruction. Uh, you can pose it with three and three-fourth inch figures. It just looks like a, a good artillery cannon. And even with the Fortnite guys, like, it just, it looks like a big sci-fi cannon. And so I've been having a ton of fun playing with him in, in his alternate mode, which I usually like the robot modes more. But yeah, great figure. Definitely worth the price. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I got this week. But it was uh, quite a, quite a good haul. Cool. Well, guys, I got some good news and I got some bad news. Are you ready? Sure. I'm ready. No commercial this week. Again, nobody wants to pay us for our services. I don't know why. But I did find online, kind of on the dark web, not only can you find bizarre 
rule, what is it, 32? Uh, 34. <laughs> rule 34 weirdness involving, like, Smurfs and jelly and all kinds of craziness. I found cut footage from Masters of the Universe that Franken-Bass Mattel doesn't want you to see. So we all know the PSAs that were part of 80s cartoons with, like, G.I. Joe Masters Universe. I don't know if Transformers ever did anything like Don't Lick Electrical Outlets featuring Starscream or anything like that. <laughs> um, but it was usually heroes kind of telling kids, like, don't talk to strangers, don't stick your finger in a dog's butthole, that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, it was always He-Man, Orko, and Man-at-Arms kind of giving you some little words of wisdom so the shows weren't seen as complete commercials for toys. Fun fact... They also let the villains do some of them, and I found a treasure trove of awesome stuff. And I have PSAs from Skeletor, kind of telling you, you know, telling kids what to do, kind of helping their everyday life in a way only Skeletor can. So enjoy them. You know, they're from the 80s. They're a little dated, whatever. But this is our break in the show for you. So sit back. Relax and enjoy this word from your blue-skinned friend, Skeletor. We'll be right back. Remember, kids, it's always a good idea to ask for extra nitrous oxide when you go to the dentist. That way, you can laugh just like Skeletor. (laughs) Oh, the things you'll see when you're under the influence of drugs. And that's my PSA for today. Until next time. <laughs> oh, Skeletor. That's fantastic. You ain't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, fun fact. Uh, when I had my wisdom teeth removed, uh, the dentist that put me under uh, had his license pulled like a week later. Oh, for the consistent use of cocaine while on the job, which would explain, <laughs> I, I shit you out, which would explain uh, the jittery file marks uh, that were left on some of my teeth after it was done. Oh, God, dude, yep. that's a lawsuit, man. Yeah, I don't know why my parents didn't pursue that. I I was too young to uh, convince them otherwise. But but yeah, like like a, like a week later, wow. it was just that moment of like, hey, did you see this? The uh, the dentist that did your your wisdom tooth removal got his license pulled. I'm sitting there like still in pain from it. I'm like, what? No, who are you talking about? <laughs> That's nuts. Uh, but, you know, I did take Skeletor's advice, and uh, I was pretty doped up, so. <laughs> my my only real memory of the entire situation is uh, kind of stumbling out of the office with my mom's help. And God only knows what I was trying to tell her, but I was desperately trying to tell her some sort of story. 
Uh, and she was consistently like, no, no, sweetie, don't talk. Don't talk. Please don't talk. Don't. No, you shouldn't be talking. <laughs> the entire time, I'm just like. <laughs> I love watching those videos on YouTube of people after they get their wisdom teeth pulled, just like losing their crap. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was... <laughs> Do you, you guys ever see the one where the, the two brothers convinced their sister that there was a zombie apocalypse? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that one's my favorite. I uh, last time I had a root canal, I was heavily sedated, and they didn't film it, but they told me I kept talking about a farm that I had. Like I don't have a farm, but I was like, oh, the pet the pretty animals, they're all babies. I, like, <laughs> I guess I like there's some sort of inner part of me that wants like a farm with baby animals on it. <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> um, <sighs> fun times. You guys ready for the news? Of course. I've, I've, if you don't hit them, I've, I've got a few fun pieces of news, too. I'll let you do the, the He-Man news. How about that? Okay. Sure. All right. Guess what, everybody? It's time for the news with the world's sexiest newsman that you've never actually seen because I'm a voice on the radio. And I've been told I have a face for radio. It's me. It's Mike. All right. I'm going to start things off. Uh, NECA. In true NECA fashion, is re-releasing Casey Jones and April O'Neil from the Ninja Turtles movie in a two-pack because we needed another April and like the fourth Casey Jones. And this is their farmhouse appearance where they're wearing slightly different clothes. And really, like, really, who is out there being like, I want Casey Jones in sweatpants? I don't, I don't <laughs> get this, like. This seems like, okay, well, you didn't get April the first time. Now buy another Casey Jones. I don't know. I have zero. Like, they're just grasping for straws now. Yeah. Like, NECA can't just admit that, like, okay, we've done everything. Let's move on. I, I have no clue. Anyways, uh, they're also doing an ultimate Doc Brown from the beginning of Back to the Future. I like Back to the Future not enough to own merchandise from Back to the Future. I've always said this. Um Another Doc Brown. It's Christopher Lloyd. They have the likeness. It looks very nice because Christopher Lloyd has a very animated face, which is kind of easier to sculpt. Um, Boss Fight Studios is making Popeye figures and their Big Bad Toy Store exclusives. Um, Big Bad Toy Store has also started getting a lot of exclusives. And um, not only do they have Boss Fight Studio Popeye, they have Eagle Force, which is like the British version of G.I. Joe. Yep, And they're doing a whole line of like new three and three quarter stuff for Eagle Force. And they're very bizarre. And they're like thinly veiled. There's like a Mario and a Luigi and a Kurt Russell and an Arnold Schwarzenegger and like a werewolf. See, I don't know why, but my brain is just <clears throat> automatically just like Eagle Force. We're gonna have a nice kappa. <laughs> yeah, like what, what do they do? Like. <laughs> like we solve our problems through nonviolence. Eagle Force uses airsoft guns. Like I don't what now wait a second. I think I Right there. Let me I'm gonna give you a stern talking to. This is Eagle Force. We have authority here, so you just calm down there, sir, please. <laughs> do they do they Thank, stop the bad guys with, with paperwork? I don't know. <laughs> 
Well, now, now Eagle Force, if I'm remembering correctly, that that's actually the uh, the little micro uh, action figures from the early '80s. They were the metal guys with the rubber heads, and and uh, they were like four or five points of articulation, um, sort of about three inches high. No, no, a little less than that, actually. Um, hey, let's consult the bones. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure because I yeah, want to. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I was like, yeah. I had a bunch of those. The uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the uh, European G.I. Joe. Uh, uh, was it Action Man? Was that? Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. still huge over there. Yeah, yeah. Been for a long time. That's where the Red Shadows came from. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, it was like, because as soon as you said that, I'm like, wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. I, I know this. <laughs> I had to think about it for a minute. Um, yeah. Eagle Force. So that's happening. Um, I lost my train of thought. Also, Sorry. a Big Bad Toy Store exclusive, Undercover Raphael, which is coming from Super 7. And it's a bit weird because this was never a toy in the 80s. This is all new. And this isn't just like a glow-in-the-dark repaint, which is what they've done with Mutagen Man. And, and it just Stockton. came out of nowhere. Yeah, because like Donatello's the one that's undercover. Mm-hmm. It's just... It seems like, okay, we got to get Raphael back out there, but they're re-releasing the four turtles constantly. They're, like, evergreen. It's just weird. Like, I'm fine with it, but it's also, like, if you're a toy, like, a, you're doing a one-for-one completion of the original toys, there's no point. Right. It's just odd. Anyways, uh, undercover Raphael, he comes with, like, a pistol and two different hat heads and a trench coat. I mean, like, Raphael... Is kind of known for doing the trench coat undercover look, but this is like detective undercover Raphael. And they don't come with the mask that like that weird mustache face. It's weird. It's just very weird. Um, the proton pack has been backed at Hasbro Pulse. And as I said earlier, I don't know if it'll be part of the show. You need to make sure you don't mess with your address when you order from Hasbro Pulse, because then you won't get your item. Another fun fact I found out about the Proton Pack, it does not come with a wand. The wand was a separate item that was released earlier. This is just the backpack, and if it hits its stretch goals, the hose. If you want the wand to the Proton Pack, you got to buy the Proton wand separately. So take that for what it's worth. It's a little weird. Uh, they showed off the first stretch goal for the Rancor Monster, which is a Grimorian Guard, and that's kind of nobody's shocked. And he comes mm-hmm. on a vintage card back. They showed the Grimorian Guard with the Rancor, so he can put him in his mouth, and it's to scale, pretty much, which makes the Rancor gigantic. Um, I'm kind of considering getting it, but... I was going to say, it makes me want it. I just don't know, like, I have nowhere to put something like this. This is, like, Snake Mountain level of huge. Yeah. Uh, so I think I'm just going to look at, you know, admire it from afar. Um, but it's pretty sweet. Uh, NECA has re-released or redecorated or whatever Kang, not Kang the Phantom, Flash and Ming the Merciless and they're calling them the original superheroes and this is like vintage repaints of the three figures that they released already. The only one really to pay attention to is the Phantom he comes with with his classic striped underwear and two pistols Um, and I'm kind of mad that I got the first Phantom figure. I would have gotten this one if I had the option. Um Walmart, continuing with their re-releases of vintage Ninja Turtles stuff, they are re-releasing the four sports turtles, the original sports turtles, and 
a six-pack of the 2012 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from Nickelodeon. So you get uh, Mikey, Donnie, Raphael, and Leonardo, plus Splinter and Shredder. Um, they're great figures, but I feel like these are still readily available everywhere. Call me crazy. Yeah, if, if, and honestly, if they had even done one new figure, it would have been enough to sucker me in. Yeah, but they didn't. Yeah. Or, like, put some harder to find, like, Muckman, or, like, Usagi, or, like, ever-before-release stuff. Give me a freaking Dream Beavers four-pack. There you yes. go. Or just throw Ice Cream Kitty in there. Yep. You know? But Give, give us some of the uh, the unreleased figures that at least had tooling. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. And, you know, I've often wondered that, like, why do companies, like, remake the same toy? And it's very similar to a toy you already have um, when they have the molds. But I, I don't think these companies have a gigantic warehouse. Like, Hasbro doesn't have the previous Transformer. It's very similar to the one you're buying now. They could just re-release it. I think they get rid of them eventually. But I don't know. Um, so that's coming out. Um, and I don't know if they're going to be online, like a walmart.com thing or in the stores, those Ninja Turtles are kind of hit and miss as to where they come out. Um, and apparently these are leaks for upcoming classified figures for GI Joe, the next assortment of six characters. There's going to be Stalker, uh, Tomax and Zaymont. I always mispronounce them. Zorana, the Crimson Guard and Dusty. So uh, they all seem like obvious choices with the exception of Zorana. Um, but I wouldn't throw it past them. Like Troop Builders and Classic G.I. Joes and Stalker and Dusty. Um, I just don't know what the Zorana pick is. Like why her above other uh, Dreadnoughts? I don't know. My guess is probably going to be because with the uh, the twentieth anniversary or the twenty fifth, whatever it was, the the modern era Joes, um, we didn't get her, and fans were kind of losing their minds because uh, we got her as a con exclusive, and she was much like Sergeant Slaughter, she was very hard to get a hold of, and um, people were pissed because they were like, you know, if you want Zartan, you want Zorana, and I always forget uh, his brother's name. Um, but it was another Z name. Oh, um, <laughs> Zagnut. Zubli yes. Joe. We'll, we'll call him Zagnut Zubli Joe. Um, but yeah, that we got, we got him in the, the Dreadnoughts pack, uh, that had all the other Dreadnoughts and, um, like the new guys, but we never got Zorana. So I'm going to guess it's Hasbro kind of being like, Oh, fans want Zorana. So we'll give Has let's give him Zorana. And, like, I'm all for, like, if you got to pick the design of a character, lean towards classic. Yeah. But I think Zorana needs to be reworked. Um, Slightly. I, I've always kind of liked her, but I, I can definitely see that. Or two heads or something. She doesn't need a bun. Um, Give and... me classified cesspool. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I want classified cesspool. Give me classified tunnel rat. Give, Give me, me deluxe classified globulus. Yes. Oh man, that would be cool. Give me classified overkill. Oh, after seeing the bat, like yeah, they better do overkill. Give me, I want 
Overkill from Valor versus Venom. That is my preferred version. Oh, where he has the scarfer on his face. Yeah, he's got a giant blade attachment. I can, I can in my head as as you're saying it here. Bat attack! Bat attack! <laughs> Such a great toy. You know, every time I bought those, I immediately removed the backpack. Oh, same. Yeah. Like it did not stay on. It no. Just, anyways, um. So yeah. That's news, kind of a slow news week, because last week was a massive news week, and things are going to be slow. It's usually slow around Christmas. I've, uh, I've got some interesting ones here. Oh, that's right, Josh. Uh, kind of found some secret news he's going to share with us. I I found a good handful, actually. Some some of it is kind of kind of shocking to me. Uh, so <laughs> we'll we'll start off with the fact that. Um, Final Faction vehicles have started showing up. Oh, well, you told me this. Uh, I've seen a lot of reports of Final Faction vehicles showing up. Um, in a completely baffling move, both waves two and three of Masters of the Universe Revelations are showing up on shelves at yeah. the same time. The Big Lots Entertainment Earth, um, Big Bad Toy Store, Attorney and Palace Guard exclusive has started showing up in droves at Target. What? Target, $17.99. Started hitting all over Texas today. I have not checked yet, uh, but I've seen reports from all over, like, Dallas and Houston. That's so, crazy. Attorney and Palace Guard at Target. Uh, also, several Targets are getting, uh, all across the country, are getting in, like, four and five cases of Motu Origins Wave 7 all at once. Oh, wow. Like, I've, I've seen pictures of them just overflowing off of Target pegs. Which one's Wave 7? Uh, Buzz Off, Sorceress, uh, Jitsu, and the comic... Stratos. Oh, and like I've only seen Wave Six once. I haven't seen Wave Six at all. Oh, God. Yeah, I've only seen it the one time I bought it. It's hell. Uh, and as if that isn't news enough, even more news here. Dirtbag, ground chuck, wing mm-hmm. nut, screw loose, and mutagen man and ace duck from NECA have all been spotted in targets over the past few days. Oh, damn. Uh, Mutagen Man, he, the entire front of the, the glass panel comes off, so you can swap the head and fill him with ooze. Oh, that's hmm. cool. I like the way that sounds. It looks fantastic. It's, like, it really, it looks really well done. I like um, filling things with ooze. <laughs> <laughs> honestly before i saw that i was gonna skip the pack just because it was like ah, i like it but when it comes down to it i'm gonna be paying you know for the mutagen man over the ace duck so i i honestly pre-ordered the uh the set i did too i i did not that was one where i was just like yeah. but uh but yeah so those are all randomly showing up at targets um and uh, 
Kid Robot has partnered with Wizards of the Coast, and they will be doing a vinyl Dungeons and Dragons blind box series. Oh man, I'm about to send you guys a picture. Oh man, <laughs> they look fun. Oh man, I say I am definitely. Those fun. are awesome. Yep, I'm gonna be all over this. I need that beholder. I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah, there. I if nothing else, I want the mimic. Yeah, oh, they're so good. Josh, don't forget to mention the two leaks that you shared with us. Of oh, two that's, upcoming characters. That's right. They um, uh, aside from those uh, official images of the uh, Viking, He-Man, and Barbarian Skeletor from New Eternia have shown up. Are these in the Origins bodies or? Uh, those are in the Revelations. Uh, Revelation. Sorry, hold on. Just... Hello? I think he, he needed us to hold on for a sec. I want to know where these Final Faction figures are. Um, I've... Uh, sorry, I, I, Ruth was asking if the, uh, the cats had eaten, and I needed to, you know, prevent them from double dinner. <laughs> yes, Ruth, I gave the cats Crackle and Oprah If you look at gave them the cat box... You'll well, they were they were turn. apparently begging, which uh, which it does not surprise me at all. <laughs> um, but uh, I guess they've been. <clears throat> um, honestly, I don't remember where I saw them showing up. I just remember seeing like Instagram pictures of people having bought them. Okay, so Barbarian He-Man. We've seen Barbarian He-Man. Um, What's the Skeletor? The the Skeletor is the the Skeletor with the helmet. Yeah, with the little from, beard. Uh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. It looks very Frazetta. They look nice. Um, they're they're officially, I guess, the first two new Eternia figures. But then they showed, uh, I guess, leaked pictures of what I think is an alternate take on Ram Man. Uh, he is really it's it's a really beefy looking guy with a big beard, kind of a flat head. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks very dwarven. Uh, he looks he looks very medieval. Yeah. I have and, seen this that guy somewhere, and I can't remember where. And I don't know if it's like background art or something, but I know I've seen him because that yeah. Go on. And the big reveal is Skeletor's mom. Yes, from 2000X, who appeared in the. Is it IDW? The 2000X comic book. Yes. And she has a white tiger companion. She's just awesome. And it was supposed to be kind of set up as that, like, next big thing. And it never came. It never went anywhere. Never happened. And Mattel, when Toy Guru was doing the classics, never got to it. So this is one of those those cool instances of first time ever figure. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. Along with like, well, I guess you kind of say Sun Man. Um, so I saw today Revelations Wave Two finally, um, and I wasn't impressed. I haven't seen I haven't seen any of them <clears throat> personally, but I just want Spike Or. Um, yeah. they were at a local comic book store, and it was like you had to pay a little more, and I was like, nope, I I'm just not feeling it. Um. Like, I haven't bought any of them yet for the Revelations. And, like, I was holding Beastman, and I was like, I want them, but I don't want them, like, $28 want them. 
Yeah. yeah. So I put them back. Um, before we walk away from this, where are people finding these final faction vehicles? Is it Dollar is it Dollar General or Dollar Tree or whatever? Or is it like family? Dollar? <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm I'm doing the scroll to see if I can figure it out. Because I need to start. I'm, I'm consulting. Is it just the vehicles or is it the characters too? I think it's just the vehicles. And I remember reading somewhere that they're going to do like a gift set. Where you got like a vehicle and a guy or two, and they might have been repaints, like car and repaints or something, but I don't remember. I, lo- I consume so much news. Okay, okay, let's see here, let's see. I'm consulting the bones. Continue on, I'll, I'll chime in <laughs> when I find it. All right, Um. what else can I talk about? We've got the thingamajig and the thing with the thing, you know? So the, uh, the final faction... Uh, Arrowhead ATV vehicle yep. and the armor pack for it were found at a Dollar Tree in South Texas for a dollar each. Oh, that's uh, awesome. wave, wave two of the figures are up on DollarTree.com right now. Or rather, rather wave 1.5 because it's the little mini three three figure wave. Dollar I think my wife has an account. All right. Uh, shall we continue? Absolutely. So, guys, uh, sorry for that little break there. We had to have a discussion about money we we're going to spend online that we don't really have right now. And um, <laughs> we have more PSAs from Skeletor. Uh, Josh, you know who voiced the original Skeletor? If anybody knows, it's you. Hey, that was That would be Alan Oppenheimer. They pretty much just gave Alan Oppenheimer a kilo of cocaine. He just did lines and went nuts. It's it's <laughs> like those outtakes of Alex Trebek just going nuts and swearing. <laughs> so this is Alan Oppenheimer like finding his inner Skeletor the only way he can, which is with 100% pure Colombian cocaine. So if you guys sit back, relax, enjoy Skeletor. Going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. We will be right back. <laughs> Remember, kids, it's always best to practice safe sex. Use a fake name, give a different address, and then give a wrong phone number. Run away when you're done. And make sure you don't have any kids that you know about. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> oh, God. I was waiting for a Ram Man joke. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna have to try and cut in the Masters Universe. <laughs> 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 Oh god! Remember to use a fake name <laughs> and run away when you're done. <laughs> oh, oh this, this is turned out great. <sighs> they don't right, call me Lord of Bone for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh lordy! All right, let's see here. Final faction. New Alpha Team characters. There's the robot dog, and it comes with a chihuahua that goes inside of him. His name is Churro. 
I love it. <laughs> there's the guy with the swappable head gimmick and arm blades, and there's one of the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> What's this that like? Is, yeah, this line is too much fun. His it name is, is Scope, and there's Covert Operations Torn, who's like half <laughs> Jeep, half alien. Scope has the freshest breath. all right guys i thought i kind of changed things up a little bit let's have a discussion i'm kind of picking a character type we'll do this from time to time but in your opinion the mummy we know who he is wrapped in bandages out for revenge what is the greatest mummy figure of all time there's no rules. This is just your opinion. Because this is a pretty wide-ranging... We could go Mumra. We could go Remco. All over the place. What do you think? My honest favorite mummy figure is the real Ghostbusters mummy figure. Damn it, you, you took know, it. <laughs> I, I was going to say, my, my, my choice is a tight tie between that one and another one. Yeah, I mean, I I absolutely love that. I played with that figure constantly. I love that he had the little tiny shrunken head, you know, that his his head wrap could fall off, that his arm could come off, and he could drag it behind him. Like that was just a really fun toy. And any, anytime I wanted a mummy, like that's what I went I went for. I love that he just pop his head off, and he has the mummy underneath. It, it's such a yeah. I man. If I ever find that again at a good price, I'm gonna pick it up. Oh, but, and it uh, and it looked so freaking weird and creepy. Yeah, like it was that perfect cross between it. It's that the cartooniness of the real Ghostbusters line, but it still had enough of a creep factor to it where it it, it could play as a good monster. It that whole assortment. Um, well, this oh. just went off the rails. We all agreed on it very quickly. But <laughs> other mummies to note. Uh, Rap Trap, also known as Firo, the Masters Universe Horde mummy, who is kind of famous for being one of the lost designs that they didn't make in the original line that Classics made. Yeah. Is a really cool character because it's just like Masters Universe just to go with gimmicks. Who could they do? Let's do Firo. You know, a mummy. It, what's not to like? You know, there's a vampire sort of. They have mm-hmm. a zombie. You know, let's do Firo. Um, I'm a big fan of the Toy Island mummy characters, mummy toys from the mummy movie, the Brendan Fraser mummy. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you know, those are good toys. They all had a cool, not Brendan Fraser, that, that toy's stupid, but all the mummies all had a great play feature. Um, you can, the Aminette, I think her name is, the female mummy, mm-hmm. has an ice hook clamp. I have the, I have the whole line. You can clamp onto her head and pull her head from her body like Sub-Zero style. And the spine's attached. They have uh, a bunch of different emotaps. So they have an emotap that you can split from his shoulder if you go diagonal through his chest. And it like splits open and then oh, recloses. Cool. There is corpse emotap that you can shoot a spear through his back and burst his guts out of his chest. Um, oh, that's awesome. There is regular robed emotap and his head spins. From like um, human Zartan head to mm-hmm. uh, whoever the actor is uh, to mummy head. There's a giant 
version of Corpse Emotep that lights up and like moans that I always use in my Masters of the Universe display because the story they used to do in the classics line is that one of the Titans, uh, Gigantor, I think, there's a green Titan character that dies. They write the card back that he dies and comes back as a zombie. Oh, Megator. Um, Megator for King Hiss. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason is because he had a second pack in head and Toy Guru was trying to get you to buy it twice. Um, so his body's fine. And he has like an older head with gray hair. It wasn't that creative. Um, but I thought like, if you're gonna have a giant zombie, that's 12 inches tall. Why not take that mummy? Uh, so he's really cool looking, but those are some pretty cool mummy toys. And I'm thinking of the top of my head. And of course, glow in the dark Remco mummy. Oh yeah. Fantastic figure. It's a glow in the dark mummy. Like, I don't know what else you want. Plus, Uh, you know, three and three fourth inch mummy. So it was perfect size to go with your GI Joes and star Wars figures. Yep. Uh, sodas now playing series two had Emotep zombie Emotep, um, who is pretty sought after and a very cool toy. He comes with like a base. that has got the gold scarabs, the Beatles. You know, uh, I never actually saw that toy in the store. Series two is really hard to come by. I pre-ordered mine. Um, it's a great toy. Um, yeah. What about the uh, was it was it Mummies Alive? Was that the name of the cartoon? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I remember those toys. Like those I didn't have I toys. didn't have any myself, but you know I, I do remember seeing those in like KB. I man, was it KB or it was like Big Lots or Odds and Ends or like one of those like second tier closeout stores had a ton of them. Um, you know what I, one I will always have a special place for? What's that? that? The um the McFarlane when McFarlane did his monster series, the mon- oh, yeah. not not the diorama ones, but the actual like six inch monster figures. Yep. Yeah. That, most of them I was so so on, but that mummy was a fantastic mummy figure. Yeah, it was a cool one. You know, he made a few. As you could kind of say his Frankenstein from Wetworks was also sort of a mummy. Yeah. Well, his the the monster diorama pieces, the the mummy with like the weird statue, uh, was it Anubis? Yeah. Um, that was a great little set as well. Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, this is unrelated to mummies, but I'm gonna send you guys something interesting. That is a new project that uh, at least the figures for were sculpted by uh, Scott Hennessy from Playmates. Okay. Oh. Oh, yeah, the 9 to 5 Warriors from, um, yeah, I was looking at these. These are really cool. Yeah, they're basically food fighters, but office products. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I was I was looking at this myself. Uh, the pack- I always get these confused that, um, like, these are cool. Uh, Shardimus Prime is launching his figure line of just goons in, like, a six-inch scale, and it's not doing too hot. Um, but yeah, this, I, I, I think this is cooler. That's, I didn't even know about that one. They're yeah, like, I didn't either. Like it's thug characters that turn into like were animals or aliens. I can't remember now that we're talking about it. Um, let me do this quick. Shardimus Prime is a online toy reviewer. Um, they're called street humans. And, um, 
he's okay with his reviews. I don't hate the guy, but uh, not the style that I want. Because he kind of goes for, like, I'm a crazy character, and he doesn't just get to the point with mm-hmm. his reviews, and it kind of bugs me. Um, six and oh, a, yeah, I'm six looking at these now. Thugs, basically. They come with, like, monster snap-on parts. Um, alien head, human head. Yeah, basically. I can get this to open up properly, and it's not. So you've got, each guy comes with thug weapons like a sword or a gun and weird animal monster heads that kind of you can do swap out heads um so there's like a lion there's like a reptile spider kind of thing and a bat basically yeah i'm I'm looking at them right now i'm i'm i'm, eh, I'm not crazy about them yeah like i like the at, description more than i like what they look like like, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I feel. I, I dig what you're doing, dude. It's cool, but no. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't need goons. I'm fine, thanks. <laughs> um, mummy toys. So I guess we're all in agreement that mummies make good toys. Ghostbusters mummy. I'll write this down. Uh, honorable, not really honorable mentions. The sort of mummy toys from Stargate. Those suck. <laughs> Wasn't there a Mezco, uh, like, super stylized mummy figure? Yes, uh, I have it. I remember really liking that, but I never bought it. I, I just saw it online and thought it looked awesome. So, Mezco makes super stylized nine-inch vinyl versions of, like, horror characters from time to time. Yeah, And when they were really pumping out the Cinema of Fear stuff, they did some Universal Monsters. So they had the Frankenstein, Creature from the Black Lagoon, the new version of the Wolfman, the uh, Benicio del Toro Wolfman, mm-hmm. and the Mummy. Each of these, they had special editions of them in black and white, and the regular versions were color. Much okay. like NECA, they have color mummy, black and white mummy, there's hardly any difference. It's like, what shade of gray do you want? <laughs> um, so I have one of them. I couldn't tell you which one. But it's cool. But again, if you've seen the original Mummy, he's really he's in it for a minute. Right. It's Ardith Bay, the whole movie. So um, it is what it is. You know, uh, one mummy figure we didn't bring up, and I can't believe we we left this out, is the Tales from the Crypt Keeper toys. Oh they yeah, toy. And these were like a blink and you miss it toy line, but the monster figures were great in it. Yeah, I had, yeah, I had they the were. werewolf guy. This was a line that kind of went almost immediately to uh, KB bins. Yeah, and then immediately got ignored. Yep. Because uh, this was at a time when, like, Toy Biz had three for ten superhero characters almost exclusively. And um, it was crazy. I, I, I'm just picturing the bins you walk in. And, I miss those bins. And oh, I miss too. KB Toys. <laughs> me <laughs> like, too. I miss having the option and a reason to go to the mall. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Because that was the only reason I went to the mall was for KB Toys. And when that was gone, it was like, well, what am I here for? You know yep. what I mean? 
There's See nothing that? left in life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the, the Tales from the Crypt Keeper toys, I remember buying, um, with actually with Christmas money, uh, going to the mall and buying the Crypt Keeper and the Werewolf from Spencer's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can remember walking into Spencer's and being like, ooh, Crypt Keeper toys. <laughs> and buying those two. Oh, but, the days when you could walk into Spencer's and find something other than T-shirts and sex toys. <laughs> exactly. Like, I was, I went to the mall today for lunch. I wanted a pretzel. Like, I just was like, man, I want Ann Ann's. And I'm walking through the mall, and immediately I just think, like, how is it that of all the stores in the mall, Spencer's Gifts is still around? Yep. Oh, man, I don't know. You know, like, how is that a thing? Like, how have they stuck around more than anything? It's Spencer's Gifts. It, it just amazes me <laughs> that, like, they've had the longevity of everything. Like, most places don't even have a JCPenney anymore. Yeah. But it's like, it was Payless Shoes. And Spencer's Gifts, now it's just Spencer's Gifts. Like, Radio Shack's gone. Um, but for whatever reason, people really need, like, yeah, dildos, lava t-shirts, lamps. And lava lamps, and bongs. <laughs> or, like, anime clothes. Like, you really need that, like, Naruto t-shirt. You know where to go. It's the year 2029. The malls have become an amalgamation of Hot Topic and Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> oh, God. That's a few. One man roams the wasteland. We still got to do that project with um, Shopping Mall 2. <laughs> yes. I, okay. I, I really want to do that. So, well... That was we all we have our hive mind and we immediately picked the greatest mummy toy of all time. So <laughs> yeah. now you guys wanted to know you wanted the expert opinion. It's the Ghostbusters mummy. Great. You're toy. welcome. And we're you're looking to spend some that. money on a mummy toy. That's the one you want to spend the money on. You're going to it's you're going to play with it. You'll be satisfied. It's just a great all around toy. So we're experts. Our word is final. This is there's no longer a discussion. This is case closed. You're going to watch the little wrapping fall off its head and you're going to fucking love it. You're going to be like, wow, this full bodied mummy has a tiny shrunken head. And you're going to be like, wow, that is super cool. Um, (laughs) 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 Let's segue. Mike and I and Josh wanted to have a a conversation about articulation. Ah, What's not enough. What's perfect. Um, I am in a I Josh likes to say he's a peanut butter whore. I'm an articulation whore. To the point where my the toy line in my collection I've been collecting the longest is Marvel Legends. And I've been collecting it this long because I love the articulation. It keeps getting better and better. Having said and that, then Fortnite came along. <laughs> Hasbro is as much as Fortnite's good, G.I. Joe is the best of all their articulation. But is it too much? Where's that sweet spot? Sweet spot. What? <laughs> Where's the sweet spot of articulation? See, we're going we're gonna to discuss. We're going to get to the meat of the matter, the ball joint, if you will. See, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the the voice of opposition against GI Joe, being the the best of the articulation bunch, only because 
while it does generally have the best range of articulation, the majority of that articulation is hindered uh, just from the design of the figure's armor or outfit. Josh? Whereas I feel like the, for the most part, Fortnite takes the armor and outfit into consideration and works with that for the articulation. So, Josh, I will take your Fortnite and I will raise you the Pulse Collection Power Rangers. Lightning Collection, I'm sorry. Because great articulated figures. They they have no armor. It's just a spandex suit. They are super balanced. Um, I could go on. So even Fortnite, you got clothes and they have different body types. Not everybody's perfect, but you can just buy a blue Power Ranger who has nothing, a belt, essentially, and he's got all the articulation that you would have um, in Fortnite, in G.I. Joe, more than Marvel Legends. And the reason Marvel Legends doesn't have as much is because they've been reusing bodies forever. Um, So they're kind of slow to catch up. But these newer characters that they're starting from scratch with, like Fortnite, like Power Rangers, like G.I. Joe, they're adding articulation. So let me give you a breakdown of what you get in a six-inch Hasbro figure. And I'm not saying this is the perfect articulation. Before you break it down, I will, I will say, just to further compare and contrast, um, I feel like of, of those three, of the three lines we're discussing mainly, uh, as far as... I, what I'll call the pinnacle of current mass market articulation. Uh, because I absolutely do feel like it is the pinnacle of current mass market articulation. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think they're doing the most innovative stuff with a lot of their different pinless joints and a lot of the different, uh, especially the way Fortnite is not using the same articulation from figure to figure. Like it's not cookie cutter at all. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I feel like Power Rangers is the most consistent with their standard articulation through the line uh, and it actually being functional. Yes. Um, I think the best example of articulation in Power Rangers would be the putty figure. Um, and then coming up very soon would be the cog figure. Like any kind of evil troop builder that they do, they tend to be stripped down with all the articulation they can get squeezed in. All right, so I'm holding in my hands right now a Hasbro Agent 76 from Overwatch who has all the basic Hasbro articulation and I'll add an articulation that you would get in G.I. Joe and Power Rangers. Starting from his tippy toes, you have up and down ankle movement and left and right, left and right rockers. So that means if you want to splay his legs out, you can keep his feet flat on the ground. Now, this is something that Hasbro changed from Toybiz when they took over from Toybiz. Toybiz had toe articulation, which is something McFarlane does. The problem with toe articulation is that your figure will tip forward over time, and if you're trying to display it on a shelf, it's always going to fall. Toe articulation only works if you have a Spider-Man kind of character or like a Nightcrawler where they're going to be hunched over, then it's perfect. But Hasbro hasn't done toe articulation in the longest time you up from the toes you've got and the feet which is at the ankle most hasbro figures have a boot cut to kind of spin on their ankles double knees you're gonna go up the leg and they have 
where the thigh meets the crotch, there's another twist. They've moved away from a ball joint that used to be here, and now it's further down and it's a cut. That's so they could have a T-style barbell peg that you would see in a classic G.I. Joe that gives you a, a more fluid range of movement in the hips. Uh, when it was a ball joint, you kind of had to like twist, position, move to kind of just get them to hold the pose. This is more natural. You can just get up and play with it immediately. A lot of the guys now either twist at the waist or twist at the upper torso or both. Um, a prime example would be like the newer Spider-Man deluxe figures have a twist at the upper torso and at the waist, and they have a double, uh, you can hear me clicking it right now, a bend at the abdomen. Mm. So kind of hunch forward, lean back. It's kind of a case-by-case basis per figure. Usually there's some sort of torso articulation. They're moving away from a cut-in joint and doing more of a barbell style because it kind of makes the sculpt flow a little bit better. Getting into the shoulders, if you have a basic Hasbro toy, you have just disc ball-jointed shoulders. Now they're doing butterfly joints on top of that, which allows you to kind of hug and move the shoulders inwards or outwards to get even further range of movement. You've got an upper bicep cut that will allow you to kind of twist and pose the arm naturally like you would do with your regular arm. Double elbows. If you have a female character, sometimes this is a ball joint because their arms are so skinny. If you do a uh, double elbow joint, like a double knee joint, you risk breaking the toy. When you get to the wrists, there's always going to be some sort of twist. If there's a ball joint, you're lucky if you can have up and down and left and right movement. It's usually one or the other. If you have a sword or a gun, you kind of want up and down. Everything else you'd want left or right. Hasbro's been getting good in giving you all of that in their articulation by giving you kind of a ball and peg system. And then when you get to the the, the head and the neck, this is where it gets a little, your, your mileage may vary. It's always a, a ball that you can snap the head onto. G.I. Joe has a double joint. So where the neck meets the torso, it's jointed. And then where the head meets the neck, there's another joint, which allows you to tip the neck all the way back and then look straight up. Uh, all the superhero toys, though, it's just one single neck joint with the head resting on a peg. Um, and that's because of reusing parts. Uh, Spider-Man, and I think one or two other characters have gotten that double neck joint now. And Power Rangers is sort of hit and miss, too. Um, Hasbro, they're pretty sturdy. You want to play with them, you're going to be okay. Any other company like McFarland, any kind of Highland collectible that has articulation like this, like NECA, pose it, leave it. Don't touch it. And see, and that's my biggest problem is I want a toy to be a toy. And sometimes articulation gets in the way of that. And with companies like NECA and McFarland, the articulation, while always appreciated, it if the plastics aren't, you know, meant to be moved around a lot, if the paint isn't, you know, on just right, you're going to have a lot of wear and tear on your figure and a lot of breakage. And that, to me, that's a that's a huge reason to not buy them. You know, yes. I want to be able to to actually take out my toys and, and move them around, pose them, play with them, you know, and not have to worry about the things breaking in half. So, like, a lot of my NECA figures are still in their box. Like, I'll take them out, move them around, look at them, and then I'll put them back in the box and, like, have them lined up in their their ultimates boxes, you know, which which kind of sucks, you know, because you want to take them out and play with them. But yeah, 
so I feel like that loses a lot of points. Um, so as much as I never liked McFarlane's statue figures, it made sense with how they were making toys at the time because a lot of them weren't very playable. Now, my preferred articulation for modern articulation is the Fortnite, you know, Power Rangers, G.I. Joe classified. I do really like that because you can pose them in just about any damn pose you want. And it's, you know, it, they're they're playable toys, as we've discussed many times. They're very toyetic. Um, however, things that I hate about some articulation of Marvel Legends definitely was guilty of this. And um, the Fortnite, uh, were they called Legends series? The Jazzwares ones? Yeah. Uh, legendary, yeah. Legendary, yeah. These these guys are guilty of it, too. Yes, the toe articulation, I can't stand. Uh, makes sense with Spider-Man, but I hate the toe articulation. And I hate palm articulation. Like, when your hand, the hand has a hinge that, like, you know, to open the hands up and then close around the, the accessory... Unless they have some kind of peg system, like several Transformers, the weapons never stay in their hands. Yeah, Um, see, I was going to say it entirely depends on the figure, because with Transformers, I'm totally okay with that articulation. Same, but a lot of times that's because the the hand has a peg. Exactly. Uh, And, like, I remember uh, Deadpool from Marvel Legends way back, the one that came with Dupe. um, Yep. I, I got him, like, I hunted him down, finally got my hands on him. And I was super disappointed with the hands because, you know, you had like they were minor loose. So you had to have that peg system. And he always looked like he was just kind of like barely holding on to any of his weapons, which just irks me. <laughs> you know, I hate it when you like you can't hold a gun or can't hold a sword. And those uh, Fortnite legendary figures are they're guilty of that um, with the the pivots in in the, in the middle of the hand. You can't get them to hold on to any of their guns. Like, you can pose them and then just leave them. And they'll hold the gun just fine. But if you try to, like, move their arm, get them in a one-handed position, the gun's going to fall out of their hand. And I hate that. Yeah. Um, an example I was going to make of too much articulation is Toy Biz, who were the creators of Marble Legends in their original run. Mm-hmm. When they were hitting full steam, uh, was too much. So you have individual finger articulation yeah. on a ton of the guys, and it ruins the figure. Because you can't, you have hands that are essentially unposable. They just were like this weird, either they were, where the fingers start, it was just one fold, or it was all individual fingers. You couldn't make a fist. You could kind of make this weird clapping. It's hard to describe, but it looked mm-hmm. horrible. Uh. When Hasbro took over, they got rid of it, but then they just didn't know how to design hands because the design team at Marvel was horrible. Um, and this was kind of the start of the worst kind of articulation, the Elbros, which were synonymous with Hasbro and Sigma-6, where everything had to be ball joints and nothing oh, looked natural. Yeah. Um, so Toy Biz also is the maker of one of the most articulated figures of all time, Spider-Man from Spider-Man 2. He yep. uh Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. There is a he's like 16 inches, a Spider-Man that has articulation at every single point a human body would essentially. He uh, is like, sitting on my shelf right now as we speak. <laughs> it's bonkers. And I hope you're I, one piece. Oh yeah, I yeah, definitely no, know. Oh, mine's still in one piece. He has he has all the little figure finger articulation at, at each knuckle. 
you know, and uh, yeah, no, he's still in one piece. He's dusty as hell because I haven't moved him in a long time. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's good. Yeah, right, I definitely so... know more than a few people who would be uh, into the idea of 16 inches of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that gives a whole new meaning to Web of Spider-Man. Um... <laughs> I uh, recently got my first... Uh, 112 collective figure and they have their own articulation system with like triple discs Mm -hmm. in the shoulders which is something i've never seen before for like super smooth movement it's not ratchety it's really cool um sculpted in a way so if you do have a ball jointed elbow or a knee you still have a nice bend and it looks really cool um i'm gonna make an argument here and i want you guys to tell me if you agree with me or disagree with me, but on the market right now for your money, the best articulation out there is Masters Universe Origins. For, yeah, for, for a smash just, them together type of toy, absolutely. It's just enough. Yes. It's not too much. It's not too little. And, and go ahead. I was gonna say that that's really what you want to want to focus on is is this toy meant to be bashed around and played with? Because if it's meant to be posed and and set aside like a NECA figure, um, you know, I, I can understand certain types of articulation necessary to get certain poses, but that's all you're going to have it for. With this, just having it like it's the perfect range of motion to have your figures just clash and beat the hell out of one another. And I, I can't sing its praises enough. It's fantastic. And you can still pose it and have it look cool. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The only negative, uh, you can swap the joints out too, which is great, is Masters Universe Origins toys have some trouble holding their weapons. Yeah. Because they have a classic style thumbs up hand. There's nothing keeping the weapon from popping out. Um, that's it. The hold, you can balance them on one leg. You can get their mm-hmm. arms behind their back. You can get their arms in front of them so they can hug. They can kind of do that evil, my hands are behind my back and I'm plotting. Lots of, like, a range of movement in the head, the torso, the waist. They'll sit on vehicles. And they're as sturdy as sturdy can be. Um, Previous to this, I would argue that the 2000X Masters Universe were, like, just enough. They maybe needed knees. But as long as you kind of have a ball shoulder and a ball hip, um, you're getting enough. Yeah. What other toys are out there now? You guys think it's like not enough, too much? I think that the animated Masters Universe figures need ball jointed shoulders. The, they have uh, ball hips, but yeah. they don't have ball shoulders, and it kind of takes away from them. And that's the one that I remember uh, complaining about it on this show. I I kept feeling like because of the way the arms are sculpted, I should be able to lift them up. I should be able yeah. to rotate. So it like it's confusing when you're playing with it. You know, your 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 vision's telling you, oh, yeah, you can move it up like this, but you can't. You know? Yeah, because it definitely looks like you can. Um, one line that I honestly think is way too articulated and it kind of ruins the figure is the current Star Wars vintage figures. Um, I really. Yeah, I don't I do not like the amount of articulation because they have. First of all, a lot of them have the ball jointed uh, thighs you know, where they connect to the hip. So yeah. it's very hard to get them to like 
bend the leg like because you have to like pinch the the ball joint and like rotate it and just to get them to move their leg right and it's very annoying um the 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 wrists being so tiny and still having that that wrist articulation of like a six inch figure i always feel like i'm gonna break it because like the the mandalorian figure trying to get him to to pose holding his rifle i was terrified i was gonna break that peg because it's so thin it's such a tiny you know piece of, of plastic um it's not all of the figures you know mind you like that the the darth maul figure that i have i still hate the the ball jointed hips but um overall he's okay but the the mandalorian the two mandalorian figures and the boba fett figure i have they look fantastic but i don't feel like i can play with them and a three and three three and three fourth inch figure i feel like i should be able to play with yeah and it's just it feels too brittle too fragile and way too jointed they Um, could take a few notes from jazzwares yes yes they could Jazzwares got that articulation for the three and three quarter stuff down perfectly. Where's my? Uh, I that being said, right now as we talk, I am going to buy any scale of that uh, Werner Herzog Star Wars figure they release. Oh yeah, <laughs> what about the Funko any, Pop? any scale. Nope, that's the only one I won't go for because it it just doesn't it doesn't look like Werner. <laughs> yeah, that's um, true. One thing I will say about Hasbro, though, this is why it bothers me with the vintage collection, is. I feel the pinnacle for three and three fourth inch uh, articulation is pursuit of Cobra. That line was damn near perfect. My only complaint with the articulation is because of the, well, way, the way they build figures for GI Joe, a lot of parts swapping. Uh, they built a lot of the web gear over the articulation. And in some cases, like with techno Viper, uh, the, the web gear is very thick. So it hinders a lot of the articulation. But that line was perfect. Like it, it had it had the uh, what call it the the swivels at the what, is it, what I'm trying to think of what the hell it's called the ro- the ankle rockers. That's the name of it. Right. Had the ankle rockers, but it had the swivels. I, I another thing I can't stand is when they have ankle rockers with no like below the knee swivel. So it's just yeah. like yeah, they they that. can only rock back and forth, you know, and they could be pigeon toed. It doesn't matter. I hate that. Um, but because some of the previous uh, G.I. Joe figures before Pursuit of Cobra, they started adding ankle rocker, but didn't have the the swivel. And it really irritated the hell out of me. <laughs> so, you know, the, okay. you know what Hasbro figure I feel like has absolutely perfect articulation for the three and three fourth inch scale. What's that? The Clone Wars pre figure. That was a damn good figure. That he has perfect articulation for that scale. And you know what's funny is I remember buying him uh, when it was when G.I. Joe was in their heyday of of the modern era revolution. Um, I bought him and he fit in perfectly with my G.I. Joe's like the articulation on him matched almost identically to a lot of the modern Joe's except uh, didn't he have the, the, the balls at the thigh? I feel like he has the thigh. I think he did, yeah. That's my one complaint, because I remember I I always hate that. But with him, it was a little bit easier, because uh, that actually helped you pose him in the flying position with his legs. Yeah, I'll give you that. Like, that's the only reason I give that a pass on him. 
Yeah, that's just one of those those uh, articulation things that drives me nuts. I hate ankle rockers with no swivels. I hate ball joint at the thigh, and I hate the uh, the hand articulation in the actual hand, not at the wrist. I feel like once Hasbro started doing wrist articulation where you could up and down mm-hmm. so they could really point their guns correctly or hold their swords correctly, like in the case of Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, yep. that was perfect. Everything yeah. else can be worked with, but that was the one addition where I was like, finally. Man, anybody else now having these Fortnite figures in the hand really annoyed at skipping that Snake Eyes Fortnite figure? <laughs> I Kind of, but I mean, I have the classified Snake Eyes, so I'm like, eh, it's close enough. I feel I like know. there's there's part of me that's like, I think that one's better. <laughs> oh, it probably is. <laughs> there was doll- a wave of Dollar General G.I. Joes yep. that had like Duke, Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow, and Corporate Commander. Mm-hmm. Each guy came with like one weapon. So like, I think Storm Shadow... And Snake Eyes had swords, maybe a gun. Duke had a gun. Cobra Commander had something Cobra Commander-y. Um, but it's like, if you got that itch and you need a G.I. Joe right now, you don't have it, you could go to Dollar General, but they don't do it anymore. I feel like there should be an evergreen wave out there. Walmart doesn't count because there's only like two characters at a time of like the core Joes at yeah. all times. Just like I feel like you should have the ability to get the four turtles mm-hmm. at all times. Those Dollar General Joes were strange because they were they were kit bash repaints of of other existing parts um, to be like repaints of like characters we didn't get. So like that Snake Eyes was I want to say version four Snake Eyes. It was the one with the red visor, the blue outfit and the silver mask. Yeah. Um, Great figure. But it was weird because they they made the new head. And they put it on a body that was just slightly too big. So he kind of had pea head syndrome. Um, and then the Storm Shadow they released, they repainted him to look like uh, the Ninja Force Storm Shadow, which was was fine. That that worked out great. But then they actually repainted the next wave of that figure as the repainted Storm Shadow, which I, I don't remember the damn name, but he was the vehicle driver in Ninja Force. Yeah. Um, the one that was great in that specific line of Dollar General Joe's was the shipwreck figure that they had. Yes, they took, because it was, yeah, it was like the non-YMCA shipwreck. Right. It was, well, they took like Beachhead's body. And so they gave him like the, uh, like the sweater body. And he had the the gloved hands and then just the, the modern shipwreck head that I want to say was in the 50th anniversary two packs. Um, you know, and then they just gave him like the generic, you know, jean kind of pant legs. <laughs> and he was just a great solid like soldier figure and he just came with a gun. But I, that that one was a really fun toy. I kind of far- want to say that like the point of those GI Joes were more to be like impulse buys for kids who were like on vacation and all there is is the Dollar General, let's get a toy to shut you up. Oh, yep. GI Joe. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It definitely well, wasn't for kids. I say my wife kind of got me them to shut me up. <laughs> she was like, hey, look, G.I. Joe's. Shut like, your trap. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's been my wife's done that for me too many times. Um, but, no, what what about like what about classic articulation? Do you guys have outside of GI Joe? Obviously. Okay, sure so we- yeah, you want to go to the '80s, the pinnacle articulation, GI Joe. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's take that off the table. But then you have Ninja Turtles Masters Universe articulation with ball hips. Mm-hmm. And then shoulder articulation, and everything else is kind of on a figure by figure basis. Well, now based wait, on did, the gimmicks. Didn't classic masters uh wasn't their their hips not uh not ball hips? Didn't they have the rubber band hips? Yes, they did. Yes, yes, they did. Okay, yeah. Because I know um, turtles had that weird, like it was like a plastic. Y joint. Yeah, it was yeah. like like three like a, a, an upside down Y. But <laughs> so it was a Y barbell, but the gimmick was for them to sit in vehicles, essentially. Yeah. Um, but it's just something that, like, they're the same size and they move in the same spots. Ninja Turtles had a little bit more, like, usually had some sort of arm twist somewhere. Yeah. Master Universe, you only got it if it was a gimmick, like Fisto. You know uh, who I'm going to give this one to? Who's that? Toy Biz. Yeah. I oh, feel yeah. like... Like 90s Toy Biz? Like, I don't know, because even, like... Uh, well, yeah, I guess it is mostly 90s Toy Biz, because I'm trying to think back, and they were mostly 90s stuff. But well, let's say Perfect World, you had knees, hips, shoulders, elbows, head, maybe the waist. Mm-hmm. Um, as they went along into the 90s, they started adding ball-jointed shoulders. Yeah. And I feel like that's when they were perfect. I, I feel like... That wave with like the hobgoblin with the crazy cloak that threw the pumpkins. Oh, yeah. When they started adding the ball jointed shoulders into the guys and they got rid of elbows a lot of times, but you got ball jointed shoulders. That's when they were like perfect. Yeah. See, the one thing I really liked about Ninja Turtle articulation is you never knew what you were going to get. It differed from figure to figure. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I remember when I got General Trag and got so confused. Why, like, why does he have an elbow bend on one arm, but he has a wrist swivel on the other arm? <laughs> or, like, a forearm swivel, really. Um, but, yeah, then you had figures like like uh, Pizza Face, where it was like he had the static arm because you needed to be able to fling the pizzas. So there was the gimmick. And then you had the other arm with a little more articulation. Um, you had the one leg with good articulation, but then the other leg with no articulation because it was a peg. So it, it differed wildly from figure to figure. And I think that kind of makes that line stand out to me because uh, individual figures were cool because of their articulation or their gimmick. You know what we're forgetting? And it's such a glaring omission. Transformers. Yeah. But I feel I do feel like they're a class all their own. Yeah. Yeah. But I think like a, a lot of people's favorites are the ones that had great articulation. Soundwave. Yeah. Soundwave yeah, is sound the wave. best. And like Jetfire. Yeah. Um, Blaster that wasn't, had great articulation too. Yeah, that wasn't really because of like how they were designed. It was like what the Japanese toy line stole from other toy lines. Right. Like was this a Diaclone originally or was this like a Macross or whatever? Um, I'm trying to think of what other stuff was out there in the 80s. There's some stuff that had no articulation, like muscle, food fighters. Mm-hmm. Actually, food fighters had articulation on Barnard Commandos, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, like Hasbro WWF had two or three points if you were lucky. 
Um, Sectors had good articulation. Yeah, yeah they did. Bigger ones had some pretty good articulation. Uh, power, so, power lords. Yep. Uh, Migo was kind of well. I don't count Migo. Those are dolls. <laughs> um, we don't play with dolls here. We play with action figures. Damn it. I wouldn't um, count Lego either. You know what line had great articulation and were crazy small? Starcom. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I love Starcom. I freaking love Starcom. <laughs> I remember a I got my fr- I had no idea what Starcom was, and my mom bought me one. Um, mm-hmm. As a, like, you got a good report card, I'm going to get you a toy. And it was like a dude in a car, like a space car. Yep. And it was like, these have magnets on their feet? What? See, it's funny that you say that because th- this is another, t- uh, for me, another toy line where my dad saw it and was like, eh, I think Mike would like this. He got me a little, one of the little good guys, the, the single packed astronaut figure and um, one of the bad guys with like the, they looked like a robot, like the, I think they were like gold and gray. Um, yeah. He got me one of each of those just as a just because. And I had hours of fun playing with them on the fridge because of the magnet feet. So I just had them like climbing up the fridge and fighting across magnets. (laughs) And then I ended up getting into the line and getting some of the vehicles for Christmas. And oh, my God, I love that line so much. Yeah, it like they don't advertise it on the box, but like everybody did the same thing. It's like buy Starcom, play with them on your refrigerator. Yep. Yep. (laughs) It's the only toilet that's ever been made specifically designed to be played with on your refrigerator. And the great and it's thing, such an amazing thing. <laughs> and back in the 80s, I'm pretty sure like everybody had those giant novelty magnets all over their fridge. Oh, God. Like, yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I mean, have like the alphabet letters. And yep. <laughs> I remember as a kid, we had we had this one. It was like a, a, a couch with three little potatoes on it, like couch potatoes. But the potatoes could come off and they were also magnets. Um, we had a bunch of like. You know, weird, like we had a Noid magnet, like the Domino's Noid. Oh, yeah. Uh, tons of different stuff. But I used to like set them up in weird positions on the fridge and then have my Starcom figures like jumping across from magnet to magnet, beating the hell out of each other. I used to love that. It was so much fun. Yeah, I think. And I mean, look, we have to mention it. They're not great, but Star Wars Kenner style based on the Fisher-Price Adventure people, hips, necks, and shoulders. Well, but and that's, they were sturdy. Yes, that's the classic th- for playable figures. And we mentioned this earlier with the reaction toys. They're those toys that they look gorgeous, but you constantly want to pick them up and fiddle with them. Like, they're just, they're very toyetic. And there's something about that traditional five points of articulation that makes you want to pose and play with a toy. I agree. Yep. And if you want a perfect toy to smuggle up your butt into school, look no further <laughs> than vintage Chewbacca. He fits up your butt something good. <laughs> and he's already brown, so you know. <laughs> All right, guys. We've got one final PSA. Your friend and mine, ruler of Snake Mountain, the Dark Dimension, Skeletor. Boob. Here to talk to you about checking your breast for lumps. <laughs> Important. So sit back, relax, 
and let Skeletor tell you about getting your regular mammogram. We'll be right back. <laughs> Cocaine! <laughs> Merman, give me more cocaine. I need to do a mammogram because boobs. <laughs> Until next time, cocaine. <laughs> oh, Lord. I love that, like, Merman is the one he's going to be molesting. <laughs> I just like that you, you just went cocaine. <laughs> that was the first word you said. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I my my original idea was just to giggle and be like cocaine, <laughs> cocaine, more cocaine, boobs. Uh, I like that he randomly has to perform a mammogram for no reason, though. <laughs> I mean, if I were a lady and I had I had to get the girls checked out, I'd be more comfortable if it was Skeletor. Just saying. Who better I to perform like... a mammogram than a skeleton on cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Who better <laughs> to perform a mam ram than a skeleton and a There'll be food and drinks and skeletons on cocaine performing mammograms. <laughs> <laughs> I had the original title was going to be Zagnut Zubilee Joe, but who better to perform a mammogram than a skeleton on cocaine? <laughs> it's a little catchier. <laughs> Although Zagnut Zubilee Joe is a really good one, too. <laughs> I think I'm going to catch people like, they're talking about a skeleton doing mammograms. I have to listen. <laughs> Oh, lordy. All right, so it seems that... uh, So I gave our prize pack away to the winner, John, who actually lives down the street from me. Uh, Unfortunately, I couldn't hang out with John. I haven't seen him in a while because my daughter's sick. And because of COVID, you don't want to get other people sick. It's just kind of polite. So I just kind of dropped it at the doorstep and walked away. But um, people are digging the comic books. That were given away in prize packs, I think. They're like, whoa, that's kind of neat. I like free comics. So I had some Pennywise artwork from Mike last week and Return of Living Deadpool. This week, you're going to get artwork from my wife in Ooh. some awesome potholders that she made. You're going to get Wednesday Adams drinking poison from Adams Family Part 2, the Thanksgiving one. Nice. You're going to get Let the Good Times Roll with Billy the Puppet on a tricycle. And you're going to get Jeffrey Dahmer, the people nomer, because Jeffrey Dahmer jokes are hilarious. And I think I have a tick trade paperback. I have to go through my trade paperbacks. If it's not the tick, it's going to be a Batman of some sort. 
Um, so that will be the giveaway this week. Like and share to get yours. Are you like guys- and share for a chance at the dairy hair? <laughs> you want a skeleton to touch your boobs? Do you like cocaine? <laughs> Spend a night in this haunted house. If Do you have- want to have sex with bats? Black. <laughs> My skeleton wants to touch your skeleton. <laughs> okay, guys. So the Hall of Fame to the shock of no win, my pet monster. Yeah. One at Skeletor levels. It was a little lopsided. Uh, let me check the final numbers. My pet monster got 10 votes. He beat Skeletor. Believe it or not. Wow. That's amazing. Skeletor got nine. Um, the Brood, still kind of popular with three votes, and Bio Viper got one. I haven't wow. voted yet, so I'm going to give it to Bio Viper. Bio Viper got two. Um, yeah. The Congratulations, my pet monster. <laughs> do you guys have your picks for I do. this week? I, I won. do indeed. So I will go first, and I am going to pick the obvious choice for this episode. The real Ghostbusters mummy monster action figure. Such a good figure. Throwing him in there. Maybe he won't win. I don't know, because Fearsome Flush didn't win. People seem to be a little iffy on Ghostbusters toys, but I feel like he deserves the mention. Oh, absolutely. I am going to let Josh go next. Well, I am also choosing a Ghostbuster toy this week. Okay. Uh, it's, it's one that's actually a personal favorite, and I still have my childhood version of. It would be the Ghostbusters... Uh, God, was Were they neighborhood nasties for Ghostbusters? I always confuse that with the uh, the Beetlejuice one, because they're basically the same thing. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I forget the name of them. Yeah. Uh, but it's the Ghostbusters ex-cop. I love that guy. Oh, that is I, a great figure. I mean, I have such a special place for just how thoroughly it becomes a skeleton. He yeah. was my wow. default liquid terminator. Yeah, I could see that. Because... All right, this story is just like, it has no sense, but it just popped in my head, so I'm going to share it. I have an uncle who is like, I can only compare him to the hillbilly guy from the Critters movies. (laughs) But not nearly as intelligent as that guy and not nearly as accomplished. So like he didn't save the universe from killer space porcupines or anything. He's just a, a bumpkin. Do nothing kind of guy. Um. He was dating this woman who was this gross, vile waste of space. And she had to get Christmas presents for me and my brother, but she had no concept of like what to get children. Mm. And we got like a box of crayons and my brother got like a Tonka, like a a car for a two-year-old when we were like, you know, nine and 10. So... (laughs) My uncle felt bad. He had a job at like some sort of department store in the eighties. He went and got us gifts. So he went and got Terminator two toys. 
you got my brother like the awesome T2 where the arm comes off and he's got oh, yeah. arms. I and I got the T1000, the original T1000. It had some it was just like the weird he turns the into rocket a launching gimmick. one. Yeah, where his butt flies off and yeah, turns into a like, rocket launcher. So, you know, me and my brother take turns playing with the Terminator figure, and I was like, well, I need some sort of biker. I guess I'll use the Ghostbuster. And then by the time the Liquid Terminator did come out, like a year later, I was like moved on. Yeah. So, yeah, I used X-Cop because he was a better killer motorcycle guy. It was either X-Cop or Granny Gross. Well, oh, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Now, if we're going to like, I, I guess we'll we'll go all Ghostbusters since, uh, all right. you know, because I was I was I had originally had something different, but I'll hold on to it. Uh, and yeah, I'm going to nominate Granny Gross because that was when as soon as you said ex-cop, I'm like, oh, Granny Gross was the one that freaked me out the most. Like, I'm going to go spooky. I think she's going to win. She, oh man, she was just such a fun toy. She really yeah. was. But I mean, she honestly gave me the creeps. Like, I remember many a night laying in bed, looking over and seeing that thing laying on the floor and being like, oh, I don't like it. Like. Yeah, it just creeped me out. I feel like it was everybody had either Granny Gross, X-Cop, or that construction worker. Hard Hat Harry. Yeah. Hard Hat Harry. Yeah. Also Tombstone Tackle. Yeah, I Tombstone really Tackle. I like that figure. Those four, I always feel like you had one. Mm-hmm. Um, Male Fraud. Yeah. 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 Man, real Ghostbusters toys. They're underrated. They are. I, I never... Got into them, but I got the monsters. I never got the actual Ghostbusters for whatever reason. I only um, ever had Egon. I'm kind oh, of mad that the I, best. I, I didn't I, grab the Eye Popper Ghost because it's gone again. I, I take that back. I had Egon and I got a um, whatever the the scared ones, you know, the ones that did like the different action features, like they were frightened. oh, fright features, um, fright features. Yeah, I had I somebody gave me a Vankman. Um, it was one of those, like, I had none of the accessories. It was just like, here, here's Vankman. <laughs> so. That's not the worst. I mean, if you're going to have, well, Egon's the one you got to have, but. Oh, yeah, I already yeah. had Egon, though, so. But. Well, uh, cool. Yeah, the monster toys are still cool. Like, I was looking at them in Target the other day, and uh, some of the, the modern, you know, ghost figures are really cool looking. I fully plan. Those are like some toys I watch and wait for go on, wait for them to go on clearance. These Ghostbuster toys are ones that I'm like, I'm gonna get these when they're cheap, and I'm gonna get them all, and I'm gonna be super excited. Um, yeah, the Kenner style ones they got with the ghosts that are really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also watching and waiting for the Eternals because I feel like these don't warrant paying twenty two ninety nine for them. But I'll pay nine ninety nine. Yeah. Let me um, let me tell you as a brief aside. One of one of the things that makes me one of the things that is most disappointing about the Eternals to me personally, having seen it, is the toy line. Because this is not a movie that needed a toy line at all. Yeah. I like, had pro. I've got I the monster. I really enjoyed the movie, but it maybe three of those characters needed figures. Uh, and the the only the only thing I personally would have 
been super excited about is the Celestial Judge. Which they didn't make. And the, yeah, and they didn't make that. So it's just like, you guys missed the most toyetic thing in the movie. Yeah. What's your problem? It. He should have been the damn Build-A-Figure. He, he absolutely should have. I would have taken a smaller version of it. Honestly, Happily. though, I, I will kick. It won't win. I won't win. It won't go through, probably. But I'll take a Hasbro Pulse. Any Kirby Celestial. If they're going to do it, I will fork over 350 or whatever. Um, anything Kirby, it's gigantic. Because you've got... If they keep going the way they're going, the next one's going to be Fing Fang Foom. And it's like, I already have Fing Fang Foom from this smaller Build-A-Figure. I don't need another one. Yeah. You know? I say that now and I'll completely back it, but... Because <laughs> um, it's Fing Fang Foom. It's Fing Fang Foom, but like, how about something we don't have yet? Listen, if they make a Fin Fang Foom with a big pair of soft goods pants that he can put minifigures into, like that really weird comic arc where Fin <laughs> Fang Foom is wandering around putting people in his pants, um, I will back it in a heartbeat. I oh, wouldn't be surprised man. if they did that because they would be struggling to find stretch goals. That would make sense. And they have to be... Figures. Stretch goals equal stretch pants for, for Fin Fang Foo. <laughs> <laughs> Alternate title three. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, there you have it. It's an oh, all hey. Ghostbusters theme this week. Oh, hey, just a real quick aside. Is there is there a movie you guys want to hear Bill do a 30-second review of? The Eternals. <laughs> yeah, I was say The Eternals would be a good one. Okay, it's uh yeah, I don't think you guys have to worry about spoilers. Okay. Cuz it it's going to be, you know. Yeah, yeah, no. No, yeah, no, it's going to be fine. <laughs> um Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got this one. But I but yeah, you guys, we've got we've got another we've got another movie review from our our friend Bill speaking of the Eternals toys. Uh, Bill, uh, I went to see the Eternals uh, with Bill, much to uh, much to my my own mistake and the displeasure of the other moviegoers in the theater. But <laughs> it was worth it for the review. I hope you didn't put your hand in the popcorn bucket. Oh God, no! <laughs> Bill, That's... tell us what you thought of the Eternals. I, I saw that Marvel Eternal movie. I, you know, I, 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 okay, so I'm going to give you my review of Marvel's Eternal. Now, it starts off, and you got, you got Batman kind of mourning the loss of Superman, because apparently Superman died in previous movie, and, and then, but then one woman comes in, she's kind of doing her own thing, and, I kind of fell asleep for a little bit because it's a two-and-a-half-hour movie. It's almost three hours of, of Eternals flying around. Zack Snyder's The Eternals. Uh, and then at some point, like, Cyborg shows up, but, like, they don't really explain how he show up because, like, there's, there's a lot of, of lost explanation there. Uh, and then out of the blue, like, giant CG horseman gets his head cut off. Uh, 
And I ate a bunch of popcorn and drank a bit of vodka and blacked out because it was just too long for me. If you want to see a good superhero movie, you want to watch something like, uh, I, I don't know, like, uh, let's say, you know, The Godfather. That's a good superhero movie. But you can go see The Eternal. It's pretty entertaining because... Because, you know, you get to watch Superman fly around with his eyes. You get to, you, you, it's a DC movie. Cool. <laughs> I'll just buy Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> oh, 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 wait, no. I think I watched the wrong movie. I'm going to go watch Eternals now. <laughs> Hey, Shang-Chi comes out on DVD in like two weeks. That was a good one. And it hits uh, hits Disney Plus in like four days. Oh, damn. I'm watching that. All right. Was Shang-Chi better than The Eternals? I'm, I'm going to give it just slightly better than The Eternals, personally. Uh, oh. Only because I feel like I, don't, I feel like Shang-Chi more exceeded my expectations, whereas the Eternals met them. I gotcha. Okay. okay. Um, that being said, uh, it met my expectations as far as good Marvel movies go, uh, but overall structure of the movie was not what I expected at all. It was It was very different. It it feels like a DC movie. All right. Um, in fact, most of the articles I've been seeing so far have, like, right in the title, point blank, are like, Marvel's The Eternals does an Injustice storyline better than Injustice. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's kind of my feeling on it. Like, it it kind of takes the tropes of a lot of modern DC stories uh, and does better. I could deal because, with that. Because with having... Just giving it the, the comparison to either cut of Justice League, uh, regardless of your feelings on Justice League, if you don't have prior knowledge of those characters, there is nothing in either version of Justice League that makes you care about that team or those characters. All right, because then I don't care about the Eternals. (laughs) And in a single movie, the Eternals introduces the entire team and makes you care about, like, all but maybe two of them. And it's a team of, what, like, nine? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty ridiculous. So not only does it do a really good job of introducing these characters and giving them an eye, giving you at least a vague idea of who they are, but then it actually gives stakes for a good amount of them. So impressive. Like it's, it's a lot to take in, but it's very well done. Like the, the more I sit with it, the more I'm like, yeah, but there, there are a few plot holes. 
my my biggest one is still without giving any spoilers at all my biggest biggest problem and plot hole is still like so wait what are the deviants monsters <laughs> yeah like it it gives about as much explanation to the deviants and how they're becoming more dangerous as Thor the Dark World gives on story about the Dark Elves. Ah, it's dark just kind world. Of, it's just it really is just kind of like okay, but they're this is happening why? Gotcha. They they give some sort of very brief like glazed over just like yeah, it's happening. Comic book movie. It's like uh, okay. <laughs> But with with everything else in a movie that's that really that is two and a half hours when you get to the end of it, it's like, okay, considering what they did overall, I can I can forgive a few minor plot holes that knowing Marvel will probably come up in some later story. Right. Yeah. I hope that like this is one of the Marvel stories that this is it. They don't need 100 sequels. Um. But we'll see. You know, like they have like long-term plans and they stick to them. With the way this ends, again, without without giving any spoilers, it could very easily go either into a second Eternals movie or a spin-off featuring Eternals characters. See, I, I feel like I feel like this, and I I mean I haven't seen the movie, uh, so Josh, you would know this better than me, but I, from from jump, I felt like their idea with this was just to introduce the more cosmic elements into the Marvel universe for this next uh, this next wave of films, uh, especially with like what Loki set up in the Loki series. Like, I feel like they're getting really deep into the whole cosmic aspect of Marvel uh, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's that's putting it lightly because both of the both of the stingers mm-hmm. uh, were were both things that I was just like, okay, that's I didn't think we'd ever see that character on screen, but okay, nice. Uh, I think I think both of them have been like widely spoiled for a long time now actually since their casting was announced surprisingly i haven't seen anything neither have i okay i'm not gonna say anything then (laughs) i've i've i usually uh avoid um especially just in, in modern era with social media i avoid any movies if i plan on seeing them and i haven't seen them i'll avoid any news yeah both of both of them were just sort of like Okay. I don't know where this is going to go, but I I also sort of feel like I've been saying that since the first Guardians of the Galaxy, so true. Uh-huh. Wait and see. <laughs> All right. You guys uh you got any plugs for this week? Ah, uh, Josh, you go ahead and go first. Oh, let me tell you. I got I got this butt plug that lights up real nice. <laughs> 
It's got a little LED in it, so you just kind of squeeze your sphincter and it lights up. It's kind of like a stress ball, but it's a butt plug. Does it look like Chewbacca? Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> the little lights are in his eyes, and they're the shape of hearts. <laughs> I, just, I just got this weird mental image of like Chewbacca butt plug with light up heart eyes. <laughs> Oh, oh dear! Uh, Let the Wookiee win. <laughs> oh, this episode took a turn. <laughs> Man, there's um, there's some fun and stuff coming up. The Household Hunt series one is still available. Uh, I will. I'm gonna try my best to just sort of keep that available on a made-to-order basis uh, until series two comes around, and then I'll switch it over. Uh, so, you know, anyone that wants it will have plenty of time to get their hands on it. The H.R. Giger mini bust is going to be the next release uh, in a couple of different styles. Definitely a bronze with patina. So if you guys are interested in H.R. Giger mini bust, uh, then that's going to happen. There are also, there are also some, some interesting behind-the-scenes things happening that's taking... Uh, some time and time and energy away from the standard releases, uh, partially gearing up for a few different releases, uh, partially, um, to, to be fair and completely honest, um, Mike and I taking a more relaxed approach to it. So it goes back to more fun and less, we need to get this done. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's one of those, like there, there are things coming and, They'll be ready when they're ready. I, and, and you know what? That doesn't... I, I do feel like after almost seven years now, I feel like I feel like we've earned that release schedule. Agreed. <laughs> uh, so yeah, new, new stuff coming at some point. I don't know. It's going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to keep making stuff. People are going to keep buying it. It's going to happen. Huzzah, toys. Mangoes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there will be a haunted mango in one of the upcoming lines. And oh. I'm guessing the trick-or-treat packs are shipping soon? Yes. Uh, actually, I had intended to... That's the, That is one of the... Uh, I mentioned it. I don't think it was actually recorded, but at the top of the episode, I mentioned that I tried to get way too much accomplished today. Uh, and one of the things that uh, got really close to getting accomplished today that didn't was getting all of the current orders shipped out, which will happen tomorrow. So uh, any current trick or treat packs by the time you're listening to this will have already shipped. Right. Uh, and I think there are two or three hanging around in the shop. Um, I made a bunch available because I've got a bunch of one-offs, so. So, yeah, if you want some cool one-offs, some candy, and some Halloween tchotchkes that uh, you're probably going to stick in a drawer for several months and then open up and be like, where the hell did I get this crap? Get yourself a Pikmin's trick-or-treat bag. Uh, it's really all about the one-off pieces, but but the tchotchkes are fun, too. Indubitably. I'm cool. a good and salesman. <laughs> Mike, what about you? Uh, well, we're continuing our month of zombie films over on the Boogeyman's Closet, 
And uh, the next episode to come out uh, after this episode airs will be Night of the Living Dead 1990. So one I'm definitely looking forward to talking about as it is, in my opinion, a very highly underrated remake and uh, one of the better zombie films. Absolutely. And what about Fido? Uh, Fido is going actually as of this recording, Fido will be going up after we're finished recording. So awesome. So Fido will be out by the time people hear this. Love it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. This has been episode 22. (sighs) Aptly titled, Who Better to Perform a Manogram Than a Skeleton on Cocaine? (laughs) This is Mike saying, Meow. (laughs) Zach, not Zubla Joe. (laughs) See you guys later. (laughs) 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 Bye. See you. followed you before. I haven't the time for it. No, Count. Not even you will remember that you spelt Creepyhead with a K to avoid being sued by Play-Doh. Count, Facebook and Instagram likes please you, so grant me my friend request. And if you do not listen, to hell with you!